Welcome back, Cosmic Fam, to another episode of the Cosmic Circle, the official podcast of the Cosmic Circus, where we discuss everything nerdy in the entire cosmos. On today's episode, we will be discussing the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. My name is Brian Kitson, head writer of the Cosmic Circus, and joining me today are Isla and our very own Alex Perez, which we are so excited to have. How are the two of you doing? I am doing great. Um, I'm Isla Ruby. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm so happy to be here with Alex. I feel like, you know, I'm in the presence of a celebrity. So I'm very excited. No one say that to me. I'm literally the most shy individual on the face of the planet. <laughs> sure. oh. Hi, I'm Alex P. I'm from the Cosmic Circus as the Cosmic Wonder. And so much, so many people like to call me on YouTube nowadays. But uh, uh, howdy. Nice to have you. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we're excited to talk about this because this is specifically a, a topic that you you kind of requested. And so I can't wait to jump in. And we're, the first question I want to ask you both is, you know, phase one through three was the Infinity Saga. And when we started phase four, we didn't quite know what the name of it was. Um, and while we, the project started to come out, we learned that it was called the Multiverse Saga. So where do you feel the multiverse actually began? Because I know some people think it's WandaVision. Some people think it's Loki. I don't know if there's technically a right answer. I feel like if anyone's going to have it, it's going to be Alex. Um, but where do we feel that the multiverse started for us or in general? And where did it kind of spiral from there? For me, personally speaking, 100% the multiverse started definitely in Loki. That's kind of like the origin point with the splitting of the timeline. And I feel like the the moment that Sylvie, not the moment Sylvie killed He Who Remains, because technically the, the the multiverse split at the moment that Loki and Sylvie just kept talking with He Who Remains and didn't really accept his offer. But I think that right there in that moment, then in Loki episode six, that's kind of where the multiverse started. Okay. Isla, what about you? Do you agree I, or is there some discourse? So I, I disagree a little bit and I like I totally am free to have my mind changed. I, you know, I kind of feel like the multiverse started, at least we first heard about it um, in Doctor Strange. And, oh. you know, I'm, I'm very curious to hear, you know, Alex's opinion on this. And I know there's some even great explainer articles he's done about it. But, you know, I think that I think that the ancient one may have used um multiverse is a term if I remember right you know it's been a long time since mm -hmm. I've seen the movie um and I think there was you know strange looking through different universes but it's been a while so I still I think it was I recall I recall when you say that that was like 2016 Dr. Mm -hmm. Strange but at that point she was she was referring that the multiverse was um God, I don't remember the quote exactly but I remember that the multiverse kind of is what drew their power or something but she was referring at the time what a lot of people were were referring to. So, and and what I meant by that is like the ancient one, while I believe she knew about the existence of the multiverse, because God knows how old that woman was. <laughs> um, she she I feel like she was referring to the dimensions the same way that everyone is referring to like the mirror dimension or the astral plane or the dark dimension where mm -hmm. the or the plane where the clandestines come from as the multiverse as different universes and that is not necessarily the case anymore because now we have what actual universes are like but that's my interpretation of things hopefully eventually they might prove me wrong but we'll see what happens 
Now, I know in the pre-show, we talked a little bit about this and we talked a little bit about dimensions and planes versus, you know, the multiverse. Um, like Alex, would, would you mind explaining, I guess, the difference between a dimension? Because you mentioned the mirror dimension, you mentioned um, the Nor dimension from Miss Marvel. And, you know, obviously we have the quantum realm. We had it in Avengers Endgame. We had it, at, we have it coming up with Ant-Man and I would love to hear um, like how you delineate them. Right, so um, right now we have what is known, like after, for me, after Loki started, we essentially developed what is known as the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. In that concept, that Marvel Cinematic Multiverse encompasses essentially what is everything under the Marvel brand. So the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Sony films, the X-Men films, the Fantastic Four films, even the good and the bad ones, even Morbius, unfortunately even though don't say that everything <laughs> even agents of shield everything kind of encompasses under the marvel cinematic multiverse term and everything that is branded marvel is fair game and i'm not just talking about like movies i'm talking about comics tv shows video games whatever anything can can qualify into that now following that concept we have immediately what is the nexus of all realities that's essentially the domain where the watcher is currently at, and he's observing all of these universes and all that kind of stuff. And after that, we have the multiverse again, but then that divides into single universes. So in one universe, you have universe 616, you have universe 838, you have the universe of the X-Men, Fantastic Four, and so on. Within that universe, that's where you have those different dimensions or planes or parallel planes of existence. So the mirror dimension, the astral plane, the nor dimension, the dark dimension, any sort of dimension that's mentioned within the context of that universe exists within that universe, but it is not an alternate universe, so to speak. Then within those planes that exist within the earth, and then as you shrink down beyond the earth, you enter into what would eventually be the quantum realm. In the quantum realm, from what I've been explained, that's where I believe the final, that's what I believe to be the final border or like the lowest rung of the multiverse. Because immediately as you go beyond the quantum realm, you would be entering another universe. That's how Scott Lang and the Avengers were able to time travel because they shrank beyond the quantum realm into another universe, into another timeline that were able to get the Infinity Stones. And it kind of relates into that old theory about how if you take yourself and you shrink yourself down to the size of an atom, but then you shrink yourself beyond that size of the atom, you would be entering what is essentially another universe. And that's kind of the way I understand it. So what you're saying then that confusing to anyone listening. <laughs> well, no, it, it it's interesting too, and I and I know Vin actually asked a, a question in our um in our Discord about the quantum realm and if you know if there was a quantum realm, I think in every in every universe, and I think you just answered it there, you know, saying that there is one. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say that quantum mania, although I cannot give spoilers, quantum mania is going to answer that question. So just wait two weeks. But <laughs> and the Wasp Quantumania is definitely going to answer that question about like how the quantum realm works, how it subdivides and how it connects to other universes. Although if you kind of look at the trailers, you can kind of connect the dots as to how that answer is going to go. 
And real quick before we go on uh, for our <laughs> listeners, a spoiler alert, you know, with who we have on, uh, there might be little tidbits here and stuff. So while we did not spoil uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, something else may come out down the line as we get talking. So just let's be aware of that as we go ahead. Um, but I know that's what people also are looking for. This, that, yeah. You know, this also that means the, you need to listen, you know, to the whole podcast, to, the, to our lovely voices at the very end, because you never know what you might hear. <laughs> Me and my big mouth. <laughs> We love that big mouth. No. Uh, so I, I think I agree with you, Alex, going all the way back that I think that the, the multiverse definitely started with Loki, even though everyone wanted to start with WandaVision. It made sense with what was happening. It didn't meet the definition. But then you're right. Loki really cracked it open. And what you just described does sound very complicated. You know, there's so many different layers, you know, that there's, you know, chronospheres sounds like and <laughs> there's actual levels to our dimension and how under dimensions work out together but it sounds like you're saying that we're going to get a little bit of better question about the quantum realms interaction with that come quantum mania mm-hmm. i definitely agree quantum mania is definitely going to answer a lot of questions and the the thing i love about ant-man and the wasp quantum mania not a spoiler but is while it answers some questions it'll also give us, it will give us even more questions because that's usually how it works with Marvel films. It's like, here's answers. Here's uh, here's some answers to some questions. Now get ready to ask even more questions because that's usually how it goes. There's never really actual closure in a Marvel movie. <laughs> well, it's like any any good book, right? Or any any TV series almost. You know, you want it to be emotionally satisfying so you feel like, okay, you kind of get where you need to go, but oh my gosh, there's something else that you absolutely need to know the answer to. So you're going to watch the next movie. You're going to watch the next, um, you know, episode of TV, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Like there's that, you know, there's that thing to keep you turning Mm -hmm. the, uh, not turning the page, but continuing to watch. Sure. You know, what's interesting is we, with Loki starting off the multiverse, we had a few projects, you know, I was kind of looking through phase four and there was, a few that's picking out like what if spider-man multiverse of madness but it seems like when you look at what phase five is starting with quantum mania it's all since speeding up do you are we getting this are, is anyone else getting this feeling that all of a sudden the multiverse is just pedal to the metal and not stopping anytime soon i mean I'll let Ayla answer first <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't so there's a lot of time between projects, right? You know, Ant-Man mm-hmm. comes out in a couple of days and then it's what, like three months until Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, I don't know if, if you know, it feels like things are speeding up for me. I just think it's now just a steady stream of new content that kind of adds to the larger, the larger picture because they're trying to just build this narrative. So everything that they release is kind of in service of that. So I think just I actually I think just because the fact that there's so much new content and we you know we have more than one movie a year more than two movies a year it feels you know they're we're getting more comprehensive stuff about it. Okay, what about you, Alex? Um, to me, it's starting to pick up, but at the same time, if you look at Phase Five, let let's pull up the, like the Phase Five timeline for a bit, and if you look at like the Phase Five timeline right now, we have. Ant-Man and the Wasp Wasp Quantumania. That's the first multiverse project. Mm -hmm. Then you have Secret Invasion, Guardians of the Galaxy, Echo, Loki. That's the next multiverse project. That's two. The Marvels, 
can't talk about it, but we'll put that on <laughs> number three. We'll put we'll put the marbles under number three for now. And I won't I'm, explain why. But we'll I'm put, actually more Yeah, go ahead. I'm actually more interested back where you mentioned Echo because is Echo in the multiverse? No, like, no, no. I'm, no, no, I'm just like Echo is down. Yeah, okay. I'm counting like everything, like the, the movie. So you have Quantum Mania, you have Secret Invasion, Echo, Guardians of the Galaxy, Loki would be the second multiverse project, the Marvels would be the third. Uh Blade is not one. Ironheart is not one. <laughs> Agatha, yeah, that one is number four. Daredevil is not it. Captain America neither, and neither is Thunderbolt. So you have four MCU Marvel projects that have to do with the multiverse, and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight projects that have nothing to do with the multiverse. Not only that, but like a grand majority of them are street level stories. Which is why it's like you, you're like you said you mentioned that like oh they're trying to speed up the the multiverse and yet they're doing so little with it because they're still setting up characters for now so that's like I don't think they're gonna try to rush the multiverse I think they're gonna try and slow it down as much as possible especially with this like the slate changes they gotta do so probably what they're gonna do I don't know. I say they definitely doesn't seem like it's it's speeding up and that they're rushing I just think that it's like starting to like now that it's cracked open, there's just a little more of a momentum of like, you're seeing the cracks form a little bit more. And like, it's kind of like an egg that is breaking and it's just breaking more rapidly heading towards the final incursion. It's kind of how I'm picturing it is you have little cracks here, little cracks there. And then all of a sudden the whole shell is slipping away. I think that's, we're in that like stage of like, it feels like the shell is starting to slip away a little bit. I think I agree. I think too that we're primed for it. You know, we, you know, Endgame and Avengers Infinity War was like such a whopper, right? We didn't, like, I didn't know that when I watched the first, let's say, Iron Man movie, that this was what everything was going to build to. And I think, you know, we kind of have that expectation too as viewers and, you know, just an audience that, okay, all these little puzzle pieces are going to form something epic. And maybe that's part of it. To me, one of the things that, now that you mention it, uh, a lot of people now are so accustomed to this idea that Marvel has to make this extremely large cinematic event like Infinity War and Endgame. And that kind of has, while at the same time it has raised people's expectations, it's also damaged the way people like look at these projects moving forward because now people, I feel, can't really enjoy single level stories. Like they enjoy WandaVision and Loki. But some stories people are just not really interested in because they're being oversaturated. They have this feeling of oversaturation with all these single character stories on Disney Plus. And some of them are not necessarily holding up to par because the the production companies are being like so overworked with all this Marvel projects, <clears throat> Thor. But um <laughs> uh, but you know, to me, if you had to ask me at what point do I think the multiverse is going to crack open the same way that people are going to realize this is where it's all leading to. Even though we all know that right now it's all leading to Tang Dynasty and Secret Wars, to me, the multiverse isn't going to become a plot point that's going to affect everyone in the MCU until we reach Deadpool. Really? Yeah. Until we reach Deadpool, the multiverse isn't really going to be the story of like um, 
is, isn't really going to be this major plot point because everything so far it's just focusing on building more characters and there's going to be people saying like oh uh but the multiverse in in quantum mania yeah it's going to set up something but and but what's what it's going to set up you're not going to see until we reach phase six and now which is a shame but it's the truth that's interesting because I wouldn't say that, you know, Deadpool and Deadpool 2 are necessarily must-see movies to, like, just to get the scope of the MCU. And, you know, of course they wouldn't be. And now it sounds like from what you're saying that Deadpool 3 will kind of be must-watch um, for the multiverse Deadpool. saga. Well, definitely, because now moving forward, Deadpool is going to be like an integral part of the MCU. But you're not really going to see much about him up until, like, maybe, may maybe until, like, Deadpool 3. Although I will share something that I didn't hear mentioned, you know, it's it's already out there. We know that <laughs> people need to, we know that like Deadpool and uh, Owen Wilson's like TVA is going to pop up. Owen Wilson Mobius is going to pop up in the TVA. And, you know, it makes me speculate whether or not they're going to try and include Deadpool in Loki season two. Though I don't oh. know, if, though I don't know if they're going to, they're gonna really have. I don't know if Marvel is ballsy enough to drop Deadpool <laughs> into into a Loki season two. But then again, we said the exact same thing about Kang, and they introduced the main villain of the multiverse saga at the end of Loki. So who knows? I ne I never thought that. Like, it never crossed my mind that Deadpool could potentially show up in Loki season two. I feel like that would definitely be kind of this it would be like a curveball i was not expecting <laughs> now will they do it you know like will they do it somewhere early in the six episodes or will they do like you know alex mentioned with with kang or you know if, wait until the very end if it was to me if it was for me i would introduce it the following way do loki the entire way make the entire story have the entire story play out literally as as at the end since it's since what's confirmed is that Mobius is the one that's going to show up, not Loki. For me, I would have it be like a post-credit stinger, like, all right, everything's back to normal. Everybody go back to work at the TVA. What's the first case that we got? Well, we've got a maniac going around timelines and messing stuff up with this weird time travel device from another universe that was erased completely. Oh, what's his name? And they throw the file and it's Wade Wilson. That's the way I would do it. <laughs> See, I just I want to see Mobius and Deadpool on a jet ski just because I think that would be amazing. <laughs> Give it to the people. <laughs> um, you know, something I want to go back real quick just before I, I forget about it is, you know, Alex, you said that, like, you don't see the the multiverse really cracking open to Deadpool three. But that that is shocking to me because we do have Loki season two. And, you know, mm -hmm. season one ended in a part where, you know, we met. He Who Remains, we watched the timeline splinter. Loki arrives back into a timeline that potentially isn't his because they don't recognize him. It just feels like how do you enter that show or that series without it all just like blowing up the multiverse? Like that feels like that's a real, that's the moment for me that it cracks open. But I, I guess I'm just interested as to why you think that it's going to be avoided in season two of Loki. You can't see me right now, audience or Brian, but I'm <laughs> smiling right now. And the reason why I'm smiling is because I can hear Lizzie's voice in my head saying, don't you dare talk about this. 
<laughs> but um uh, did I know, back you into a corner <laughs> no you didn't back me into a corner I'm trying to think of the way I can I can say this like this is this if I speak it would be a really massive spoiler warning let's right. say that right now with what we know the it, when okay when I refer to back to the point when I was referring to Deadpool when I said that the multiverse wasn't going the multiverse wasn't going to be a big plot point I referred it into a way that it was going to affect everyone in the MCU at the same time, the same way that like Thor Ragnarok was the catalyst that kicked off, you know, the the full Infinity Saga, Infinity War storyline with the post credit scene and all that everyone knew was like, okay, here's the impending moment of dread. But throughout like the films, you knew Thanos was coming with like the post credit scene of Avengers and the Guardian scene and then Avengers Age of Ultron with like the vision that Thor had in the pool and then the and then like the post credit scene of him saying final do it myself before eventually getting to Thor Ragnarok and surprise it's Thanos's mothership here to blow up all your shit and you have that moment where you're like all right here's where it's gonna go this is gonna be the focus now and that's exactly what's gonna happen with Deadpool it's not the multiverse isn't going to be the main focus of the story from there like from there into the future up until Deadpool because it's the multiverse is going to be talked about sure in quantum mania and loki as well because both of those projects kind of tie together but you have this um there's not really going to be much of a focus on the multiverse as a whole compared to what will be like all right what's loki's experience with the multiverse this is what it's going to be like what's ant-man's focus this is what it's going to be like what's um deadpool's that's what's going to be like like it's going to be an individual focus on the multiverse rather than the entire universe as a whole being affected by it i don't know if i'm getting through that point i think you are i I think it's just taking a moment to maybe wrap my head around <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, because right, let, let me let me put it let me put it this way. Do you mm. really think that a story about um let, let's say do you re- do you recall Black Panther Wakanda Forever touching up upon the multiverse? No, not really. Exactly. Do you remember Guardians of the Galaxy Hollywood special holiday special <laughs> and sh- having Jonathan Majors show up? That's kind of like the point that I was trying to get to. There's still going to be individual stories moving forward and there's going to be diverse plot points all around, but the multiverse isn't going to really kick into full effect where it's going to be the main storyline from here on out up until Deadpool 3. Because after Deadpool 3, then everything's going to be like, all right, multiverse story, multiverse story, multiverse story from there on forward. The stuff in the multiverse isn't an Avengers level threat yet. Yes, it's not an Avengers level threat yet, though I know Quantum Mania is going to set it up before it gets to that level. It's going to oh. be set up in Quantum Mania and then it's going to explode in like Deadpool 3. As the meme says, let Kevin fight he cook. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting about that then is you said that everything that comes after Deadpool 3 is going to be more focused on the multiverse. That's where it's going to really streamline. Which the first one coming after that's Fantastic Four and not Avengers the King Dynasty. As of right now. It could change. We know that. But not to I think that says that there's still a movie waiting. Mm-hmm. Not, not to mention that there's still a movie in between Fantastic Four and Avengers King Dynasty. And there's 
one, two, three, four Disney Plus projects. One of those we believe is World War Hawk, I'm pretty sure, which means that that could be multiverse as well. But I, I, that's pure speculation. <laughs> no, World, no, World I... War Hawk would be the one after Kang Dynasty. Oh, okay. Yeah, because like right now, Avengers, between Fantastic Four and Kang Dynasty, there's a space in fall 2024, winter 2024, winter 2025, spring 2025, and spring 2025. We're heading into May with Avengers Kang Dynasty. But I know one of those dates is a movie because it was like revealed in, in one of the slates mm-hmm. a few days ago. And then the other four are Disney Plus products. So World War Hulk, for me, is going to be a film that's going to be set in Battle World because it's probably the best way to explain it without, you know, kind of destroying everything before we kind of delve into King Dynasty. But um, that's also another thing. I've seen people talk about this, and it's a theory that's kind of, I don't want to say I took credit for it and or spurred it with like the whole thing about like everything between Avengers King Dynasty and Secret Wars being uh battle world projects. But I do believe that is the scenario that's going to play out with a lot of different projects. And I don't want to say which ones I think they could be, but definitely World War Hulk is going to be one of them. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you're mentioning World War Hulk. I know there's been a lot of speculation about it. I know it hasn't been officially confirmed. Um, You know, so I'm, and I know, I think Lizzie actually, um, I think Lizzie speculated that Armor Wars would somehow lead into World War Hulk in one of her theory articles um, about one of the production companies. And I'm curious if you think that could be true or anything like that. From what I understand about Armor Wars, I don't really see a way for it to connect because Armor Wars kind of evolved into something bigger than what it would originally was. Originally, it was going to be the story about Rhodey. Take if imagine the, a Winter Soldier story, like the Captain America Winter Soldier story, but focusing on Rhodey and trying to figure out the mystery of who stole Tony Stark's tech, but they kind of like this project evolved into so much that it was like it evolved into something so much bigger than itself the point that it warranted a movie and i'm not going to say anything about a certain actor that's going to pop up all i have to say is that after years of this actor being unable to do a certain character it's so miraculous that his schedule finally appears to be open just in time to film Armor Wars. And that's all I'm going to say on that subject. So people can go and speculate as to who I'm talking about. I see articles being written all across comic book, you know. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I, that's shocking to me. I'm very excited. I feel like I have to go search the internet to start looking for <laughs> theories here. Um. That was not what I was expecting. But what's interesting is that there's a really good Battle World Armor Wars series, which focuses on Rhodey's niece, who takes over for Rhodey in, I think it's called Techno World. Um, so if they did something with the multiverse for that after King Dynasty, that would be super awesome. And I'd be open to that. Ooh. There's a lot of stories that I think could really fit into like the Battle World segment. One of them, one hundred percent Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns would one hundred percent work as a as a battle world film 
especially if you have if you if you want to streamline a way to get werewolf by night moon knight doctor strange ghost rider if you want to streamline all these characters into a group what better way than to literally have an incursion and just have them all be in us in a limited space where they have to go and find for example i don't know uh like they have to go find something i I know people have speculated or mentioned theories about like wanda being the villain of midnight suns and i'm like i don't think she could be the villain but then again like i don't know i feel like midnight suns however regardless of how it goes would be a fantastic battle world movie so that's just my two cents <laughs> I, I think that what's interesting about battle world and you know secret wars is the newer secret wars i think it was in 2015 is one of my favorite series and i actually have most of the battle worlds and um there's a different there's a different series as well part of it but i have almost all of them in paperback um in my hard copies and so there's so many different teams that you could shove together just for the fact that they're in different worlds you know you could have a film or a show about a force without having to commit to like making an a force, you know, an overarching trilogy of movies. So the fact that you, they can play around with this. And I, I do think that between whatever ends up happening, if they split secret wars into two films, like rumors are saying, there needs to be some space between these two. And we need to really explore what battle world is so that we can, we can dive into that and give it a little more depth than just being a one-off kind of world. And then all of a sudden it's all cleared up on the other end. I mean, true. Then again, you also have like the whole, like, remember the Shang-Chi and the Wreckage of Time thing? Like, that's like the leaked title that was right. in the, the, tra- in the, the trademark thing. that got, yeah, that was. Yeah, it... so that would, that could also work as like a, um, as a battle world film. Because my idea is after Kang Dynasty, all the Avengers are kind of like split up between different, different realms. So, like, a grand majority of the Avengers are going to kind of unite for World War Hulk, then you could have Shang-Chi as like, you could compare Shang-Chi to, I don't want to make this comparison because I feel like people are going <laughs> to kill me for this, but imagine imagine Avengers Kang Dynasty. And again, imagine World War Hulk being Avengers Infinity War, where you had a grand majority of the heroes that were needed for Avengers uh, Kang Dynasty, like you needed for Avengers Infinity War all together getting together for World War Hulk, and then you have Shang-Chi and the Wreckage of Time being like Ant-Man and the Wasp, where he has a solo adventure where no one really knows where he was, and then he has like this adventure that eventually then leads to Secret Wars, and then you have another adventure with like, I don't know, um, I don't know what else is coming up. I feel like Doctor Strange could be a good one, but at the same time, like he's supposed, I feel like he's supposed to show up before Kang Dynasty, so I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do that. I think it could be a strong possibility just that he shows up before King Dynasty, just where the his film ended, because he ended to go find these incursions that were happening. And so yeah, that kind of yeah. segues really nicely. Yeah, he had to deal with Clea and like go, the thing was you cause an incursion. So right now there is an incursion going on, but we don't like everyone right now has made themselves the question of, all right, so Stephen Strange caused an incursion because he utilized the dark hold. Fine. But what universe did he cause the incursion <laughs> with? That's the first question people need to be yeah. asking themselves. What universe did he cause the incursion with? And secondly, is Clea from 616? 
or is she from another multiverse or another universe, my bad. That's kind of like the main question that a lot of people need to ask themselves because if it was, if Clea is from 616, how does she know about the multiverse and that Steven caused an incursion unless she is from 838 and she senses that Steven was the one that did it because he was using the dark code as much as possible. It all, it all, it all supposed to go with like the dark cold and all that kind of stuff, which is why I know the MCU isn't done with like the dark cold because they still need to explain how Steven caused an incursion with another universe using the dark cold, and they still need to answer the question about like the author. And I know that the dark cold, while it's gone, it's still going to be a very big plot point in Agatha. So that's something that people need to like look out for. But I don't know exactly how they're going to bring in the dark cold and its effects unless it's like a flashback because the thing no longer exists so do you have theories on to as to who is the author of the dark hold and what's your you know what are your thoughts on that we already mentioned this before <laughs> and people were kind of curious about how how about how kang or rather one of his variants is the author of the book but the thing is that it makes sense within the context of the multiverse and kind of like the rules of the MCU. Because we know for a fact that Kassan was like the guy who wrote the Dark... Well, he was the one that made the Darkhold. And he ate, and not the Darkhold, but rather the spells that were inside the Darkhold. He is chaos magic, modified. And he wrote the spells on Wundagore map. But then we already know, thanks to like the the... the the concept art books or like the art of WandaVision books where like the designers were explaining, they said that they were trying to make the Dark Bold look like if it was one of the first books written in early history and that they were trying to make it look like the, the book was based on designs from when the first books were ever made. That would make the book around maybe a thousand years old because it's from between the 1900s and the 1000s. So the book was not written by Cathan because Cathan wrote it eons ago, like like near the beginning of the earth. And but the book was only written a thousand years ago, like before the Middle Ages even started. So, so what? it's it has to be someone who was at that time able to write the book and would be able to know exactly what's going to happen down the road the only person who could even possibly remotely at that point have that connection to the multiverse who has anything to gain as the author would be Kang or one of his variants. But we don't know the answer to that entirely. For now, people, like for now, from what we're told, from what I'm told, it's Kang or one of his variants. But which one it is, we don't know. Now, he would certainly fit with someone who has a command of time to kind of be able to, you know, have knowledge of these things in the future. Not only that, but like people are claiming, oh, uh, but but the Scarlet Witch thing that was on Wundergore Mountain, like the one the Wundergore kind of said that, and I'm like, where did you see that? Like, if you look directly at the set of Wundergore Mountain, there are no words. There's only one wall of inscriptions with spells, another wall with inscriptions of spells, the table that has nothing except literally the design for Cathan at the bottom of the table. And then you have the statue of the Scarlet Witch and then both of her kids. 
but there's nothing on that wall that says the Scarlet Witch is going is, is a Nexus being, which is something that's particularly hilarious. And I know, and it's also something that makes me think that the author was lying. And I never mentioned this in the article, but it came up later on while I was discussing it with him. What's one of the first things Agatha says when she's talking to Scarlet in like the final episode? If you guys remember, you're <laughs> it, it's been a while. All right. So so the quote she says is you're a nexus being, a being capable of spontaneous creation, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Her her being a nexus being makes her a very apart from the fact that she would be very, very powerful in the context of the multiverse, she is so unique to the multiverse that there would only be one of her. But we know that's a lie because 838 had another wander. So mm-hmm. she's not a nexus being. A true nexus being is America Chavez because she's unique. She's the she, only, she is so far the only true nexus being because there's no other one. There's no America Chavez so far in the multiverse. She has but, no variance is what you're saying. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yet Wanda does. So Wanda can't be a nexus being for further definition. So let's say Wanda isn't the nexus being. So is America the only one? Is she so far? So, so far. far so far but like in the comics there's billions of like nexus beings so there's like for example uh, uh man thing right man thing man thing could be one kang is another one that i know is a nexus being from the comics franklin richards is definitely another one gene gray is another one but um there's odin borson too right yeah yeah so that's kind of like the only thing that uh that can that can exist but the thing is they because these nexus beings are so powerful and they have these incredible abilities to the point that they can alter time that would make them unique but wanda already has another variant in another universe and there's bill and i'm pretty sure there's billions of other wandas because she's seen she literally confirmed it herself in every universe she she has children except in the one she's at so she, there sure. is an infinite number of Wandas. Ergo, she can't be the only one. Ergo, she's not the Nexus being. So the person who wrote the off, who wrote the Darkhold and said she's a Nexus being is lying. Interesting. Either that, either that or Marvel really fucked up and I'm just giving them the answer to fix it. <laughs> so could there be a reason why the author that like, are they trying to use Wanda for something specifically? And maybe that's tying the Darkhold into the multiverse saga? Mm-hmm. We kind of already explained this though, like in the in my in the article where I'm saying that Kang is the author of the Dark Hole. Like Kang it wants to rule the multiverse, right? Mm-hmm. But if there but if Wanda is theorized to be the one to control or destroy the multiverse, wouldn't you take measures to prevent her from ever doing that in the first place? Sure. It's all about power struggle. Right. The dark hole. You Interesting. Write, you write the dark hole so they would essentially confirm the way that she'll she would use it. But think about it this way. See, because at what point does the multiverse break? To to you and me, Brian, at what point does the multiverse break? Well, I would say it's probably when Sylvie stabbed he who remains, but maybe that's the most obvious <laughs> and wrong answer. No, 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 you're right. It's a, it's it's in Loki, right? In sure. Loki, that's when she kind of like does that. What right. does he who remains say specifically that he paved the road? He paved the road to make sure that the multiverse, like the universe existed up to a point. So we know that the Infinity Saga was written by him. And up to a certain point, the Infinity Saga was written by him. 
one could say that the dark hold falling into Wanda's hands was also honored by him before the multiverse broke because he knew that if Wanda had the dark hold, he could ensure that Wanda would follow through with the prophecy and that would take her out of the picture. Oh, you know what I'm saying? that makes a lot of sense. And that is more in depth than I ever thought Marvel <laughs> would get. So, but, so I hope it's correct. Welcome was, to my brain. Welcome to my brain. I think <laughs> about this for millennia and it's horrible. <laughs> it was he who remains all along. Uh, yeah. You know, going back to something that you said, Alex, is you mentioned about Doctor Strange and the origin of this incursion. And I guess my question for you is, is are we going to start seeing more incursions? And if you can talk, talk about this, when do you think we're going to see the next one? Is it going to be Doctor Strange or is it going to be something sooner or later is it going to be daredevil three not daredevil three deadpool three daredevil three (laughs) i hope let's let's you know let's have all the daredevils (laughs) that we can all the do you know something do you know something we don't brian is ben affleck getting a sequel for battle world is that what's gonna happen (laughs) um i can't confirm or deny anything but ben affleck and jennifer gardner do have kids together so maybe this is the sign (laughs) it's the sign um do I know when the next incursion is going to happen? I do. Wanna... I do. Okay. But I, but I can confirm it. So we're going to just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> can you clarify where the incursion, what universe the incursion is from or anything like that? With 616, right now we only have two options. We have the first option being the universe in which Doctor Strange, the Sinister Strange one existed. Mm-hmm. So that would be like the first incursion timeline that he could that could hit with six one six. The problem is, it doesn't make sense to me for Strange to be having an incursion with a universe that's already having an incursion, mainly because he was the only person in that universe. Sinister Strange was the only person that existed in that universe, and like the Darkhold really didn't make sense with that. Um, the word with with that imprint. Based on the rules of the multiverse of madness, we know that the more time Steven spent in a universe, the more chance of an incursion would happen. He spent more time in 838 than he did in the Sinister Strange universe. So from my understanding and from the way I understand this, the universe we're going to see the incursion with for... Avengers King Dynasty, when eventually this thing blows to all hell and the incursion starts to happen, is going to be between Universe 616 and Universe 838. So, story-wise, it makes sense because there are some people in Universe 838 that have a a bone to pick (laughs) with Steven and have a bone to pick with um, with Wanda and America Mm -hmm. Chavez and all that crew, so it's going to be a very good point. And if you're not familiar, you know, if you have all of your numbers mixed up, what, you know, what would people know is an 838, you know, because I'm thinking that we, we saw them in Doctor Strange, you know, we saw Black Bolt, um, Charles Xavier, you know, are they, who else is in this? Uh, Charles Lo- Xavier, Black Bolt, uh, Captain Marvel, but it was Maria Rambo, Captain Carter, the variant version of Captain Carter, not the one that we see in What If uh charles xavier mordo mordo is still in this one too because he's not dead um the six the seventh member of the illuminati which was not included in this film 
And I know that a lot of people were looking at it and I can confirm there was there's still a member of the Illuminati that's alive that was not present at the fight because his chair was empty. And I know a lot of people were going to be like, oh, but that was Mordo. And I'm like, no, that's not Mordo because Mordo already had his chair. Mordo took Stephen Strange's chair and he's already sitting in the chair. So who's the final person? The one to the right. That's the that's the final member of the Illuminati. We know the member of the Illuminati that's still alive from 838, who is going to have a bone to pick with the Avengers when the incursion between 616 and 838 happens. Do you think that, I'm trying to be very careful here, do you think <laughs> that it's already, has it already been speculated who this person is and someone has it right in the world, or do you think that it is something completely off the wall that nobody would guess? I know exactly who this person is, and I know that no one's going to like, uh, people I feel like already have gotten it right the because i i'm I'm, again i'm not really on social media but i feel like people have already gotten this because he was kind of like one of the bigger points that was like people were mentioning for for multiverse of madness yet he never showed up is this tom cruise no we're not talking about that the character okay (laughs) (laughs) not tom cruise i don't okay to me the one okay to me and, and this part is speculative, so I can say this, but to me, I know that 100% the person who is missing was the person who created Ultron in that universe, the one who created oh. the Ultron box. But for me, speculative-wise, if I were to see the this person come into 838 and 616, for me, shock value, if you want, if you want every MCU fan to melt in their seats lose their mind and be like holy shit kang dynasty and secret wars is like the best marvel movie ever get robert downey jr Mm -hmm. to play at the evil versions of of iron man and be superior (laughs) just think about it you have the incursion happening and then surprise you have iron man walk through and like steven looking at him and thinking holy shit robert like tony stark just came back to life to help us in the final battle and then surprise he's a villain and he starts beating the living shit out of strange so that's kind of like the way i could see this playing out so but that's that's my interpretation of it i just want to say star trek did it first with their mirror universe and has always been glorious and having you know mirror characters and i know this is not the mirror universe but mirror characters replace um members of the crew or members from Star Trek and it's always fun story-wise so I would be totally down for superior uh Iron Man you know I I think that this you know segues into the last little part before we get to the questions is (laughs) I had written up an article about the roster for the multiverse Avengers and I had in it about Tony Stark coming back because I think that I think it's a really interesting way. And when I was writing it, I didn't put it in there. I thought like it would be really cool if he was evil. Cause in my head, I was thinking Captain America come back and be, you know, the Hydra version. And you could have these different dynamics with these characters that would really kind of mess them up. So Alex, I'm right there for this. To me right now, like I was reading through it. It's a wonderful theory piece. And I, and I'm surprised you didn't mention this because the, you remember what if, right? The, the first episode mm-hmm. of What If introduced us to Captain Carter and it mm-hmm. introduced us to Steve as the Hydra Stomper. So sure. we know that Steve is the Hydra Stomper and eventually Steve kind of like takes the role of Bucky 
so it would eventually be like I don't know what what we what would we call him the winter stomper like <laughs> the winter stomper yeah but here's the thing that that happened in what if but we know that if that happened in what if chances are that also happened in eight three eight with Captain Carter being you know the Avenger being the sure. Captain America version of that universe so it is not a very high it's not it's not a very large leap to think you know what there's a very high chance that chris evans could be like this version of the hydra stomper from 838 and that's how you bring in chris evans as steve rogers but like the version of the hydra stomper skinny skinny steve the return of the skinny steve (laughs) for for avengers king dynasty that's how i would do it though i do like the idea of like a villainous captain america and you just juice him up with like the super soldier serum because I feel like that's kind of what they would do. Because I feel like that that's kind of what they did with Bucky. They gave Bucky the the version of the super soldier serum, and he, and he became the Winter Soldier. And that's probably sure. what's going to happen here. I mean, arguably, U.S. Agent was also kind of you know evil, um, or at least turned out to be pretty gnarly, and he had uh, he had the mantle of that. True. True. Okay, then before we wrap up the idea of the small diversal Avengers, what is one character that we have to see come back from a previous Marvel film? Or who is a character that has not been introduced into the MCU yet at all that we'd love to see? And I I already think I know who you're going to yeah. pick because I thought of you when I wrote my article. Yeah, and I was she the first one in your article? You totally nailed it, by the way. And I would like Peggy Carter to come back. I, you know, I, I want to see... Whether it's Captain Carter, whether it's Agent Carter, I just think the character is phenomenal. I think Haley Atwell is amazing. And like, I think there's so much more story to tell. And not only that, I just want more of Agent Carter and more, um, I'd be cool with a Captain Carter show. You know, there's a Captain Carter comic book series. I think that came out last year. It's only five issues. I, I wanted so much more of it there too. What's interesting is that I was I was thinking Mr. Fantastic from oh, the original Fantastic. Yeah, him, Four. him too. I mean, I yeah, that too. Uh it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Alex, who is who is it for you? It's gotta be the spiders. It's, it's gotta be the spiders. You, know, you have to have the Spider-Man coming in. And I don't feel like it's a coincidence that like across the Spider-Verse and beyond the multiverse was delayed up until like this point when the peak of the multiverse is now into full effect so if it were up to me and everyone plays their cards right for secret wars we could have a lot of you know spider-man cameos on this not just tom obviously but you know toby andrew miles maybe the madam web characters venom like all of like we're like no one really understands this concept of Secret Wars, I feel, but everyone in the multiverse or like Marvel comics, video games, whatever, everyone is fair game up until this point. And you know, studios allowing with their contracts, but at this point, who wouldn't want to be in the Mar- in Avengers Secret Wars? Like, if you've played a Marvel character in in anything, chances are you're gonna want to be in the in the in the live action version of Secret Wars. But literally, everyone is fair game for this. Even Morbius, unfortunately. <laughs> but I don't think they're going to do it. <laughs> they're, they're not going to go for that. Absolutely not. <laughs> Vin would be so happy. You would. 
Um, so before we go, I would like to just maybe answer some of the fans' questions. Uh, the first one coming from Red Dova on Twitter, which is what seems impossible even within the multiverse. And I'm going to leave this one to Alex because if anyone's going to be able to think of something that's impossible from within the multiverse, it's going to be him. Impossible within the multiverse? Is that even a re? Is that a reality in and of itself? I don't know. It is. It is actually. I can okay. think of one thing, and we've already mentioned it before. You cannot have a variant of a nexus beam. Okay, that's a that's a great one. Absolutely. Okay, this one's coming from Infinity Gauntlet, who is a Reddit mod. Um, what parts of the multiverse from the comics do you want the MCU to explore? And I'm actually going to start this one. If that's okay, because I want to see more of the Inhumans. They have always been one of my favorite characters. And there's actually a great battle world where Medusa runs a bar. And it's kind of like an espionage um, in humans world. And I would love to see that because I think that'd be very awesome. And I mentioned this before, but I just want more Captain Carter and, you know, the Captain Carter comic books. I want more. If I were to add something, and I know he's coming, he, he has to be coming, especially with Secret Wars. It has to be the Beyonder. Okay. There is no... There is no and, I, and this is not going to happen in Kang Dynasty, by the way, but this is my personal theory. 100% for me, if I don't see Kang the Conqueror about to win, beat the Avengers, defeat them at like the height of their power, and then suddenly him being stabbed, a la Thor stabbing Thanos at the 11th hour, only to be surprised by it being a variant of himself dressed in all white as the Beyonder, I don't see I that's that's literally the perfect ending for Kang Dynasty. Just kill Kang, introduce the Beyonder. <laughs> done. I want the Beyonder <laughs> in this by any means necessary. And I, I okay. wanna just point out that it's so it's not live action, but if you are very much want the Beyonder, I just want to give a shout out for Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur because it's coming. I feel like I'm promo on their promo team, but you know, it's coming out this week. And the Beyonder is like one of the main villains there, played by Lawrence Fishburne. And, you know, from what I've seen, because I I had a chance to see the episodes, it's amazing. So you're going to want to, you know, get your Beyonder fix there. Love that. And we always love a plug for a Marvel project. Just a few more questions. One is coming from our writer, Vic. Since there are an infinite number of worlds in the multiverse, how can the Watcher keep up with them all? Or is he... Or is he just one god who has given a hundred to a thousand worlds to guard, and there are an infinite number of other watchers securing other worlds? And I, this is a great question for Alex, but I feel like the question is is that there is only one of him because he's a nexus being, but I could be completely wrong. Where, where was this question? Is it in the oh, sorry, I found this. this is a, uh, no, it's okay, it's in our Discord. All right, yeah, I, I found it. I found it. I was like looking on Twitter, but I'm like, I couldn't find it. But all right, um, the watcher. We know there's more than one watcher. The thing, like, there's more than one watcher. There's always been more than one in the comics, and there's been more than one in the in in the in the MCU. Like we see, we've seen all the watchers in live action, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Right. But, and so there are there are more than one watchers. What I think makes Uatu stand out the most is that he is the one who is more likely than not to break his vow of, of watching and interact and try to influence events to come. That's kind of like what makes Uatu stand out compared to the rest of his race. 
because that's all he does. But like he just he just intervenes when he's not supposed to. And he does that notably with the Fantastic Four, right? Indeed he does. Indeed, indeed he does. Indeed he does. And I'm not gonna comment beyond that. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I think this will be probably our last question, but coming from Luke B4577 in our Discord. Do you think Feige will consider telling more stories in the 838 universe? The second part of the question we already answered with it playing a role in the Secret Wars. But do we think that there might be some individual projects set in other worlds? Um, Maybe not even just specifically 838, but like besides what if, are there going to be some solid live action projects? And I hope so, because there's a mother out there that's mad that her husband got shredded to pieces in the 838 world. And I think we need to explore that. Um... 838-wise, I don't think they will. I don't think they're going to make a project kind of like focusing on 838. More so, I think they're going to explore 838 with like the Kang Dynasty film. And then when the incursion has already happened, the Battle World projects would be like the best way to have them expand on their story while still focusing on like the whole Secret Wars thing. Because like if... If right now we have a delay of like one year between Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, and I expect that delay to expand even more because there's still so much that needs to be added in which are not even on these slates. You don't have Spider-Man 4 on this. You don't have um, the Doctor Strange sequel. You don't have Eternals 2. There's so much that still needs to be explained before we even delve into Kang Dynasty, let alone Secret Wars, that I feel like there's going to be a massive gap for them to be able to explain not only the 616 part of like the aftermath, but also kind of given tidbits about how 838 handled everything between the Multiverse of Madness up until Secret Wars. That was some great information. And with that, we are unfortunately running out of time. But we'd love to continue the conversation with you listeners. So check us out at thecosmiccircus.com or you can find us on Twitter and other social medias at My Cosmic Circus and our new Cosmic Circus podcast Twitter at Cosmic Podcasts. Thank you so much again for tuning in to The Cosmic Circle. My name is Brian Kitson and you can find me on Twitter at Kitson301. Isla, Alex, thank you so much for joining me. But before we go, where can people find you? Oh, I'm so happy to have been here. So I'm Isla Ruby, and you can find me on Twitter at T-U-L-I-N writes. And I'm so happy to have been a part of this. I do hope we get more of a chance to discuss this. I have been Alex P, and you can find me on Twitter as Alex from CC. Thank you both so much again. I cannot wait for our next trip through the cosmos. 